Hello and welcome everybody to episode 10 of the Unbiased Football Talk podcast. Uh, we're the one leg of the tripod is gone tonight. Big Mike is out with the with a cold, so we hope he comes. We hope he gets back stronger, better than ever tomorrow. But we, you still got two of us idiots. Uh, I am one of the hosts, James and Gary. Joining me is Ian Anderson. Ian, say hi to the people, buddy. What's up? What's up? What's up? Mike, get well. Drink some, uh, or I'm sorry, eat some hot chicken noodle soup. That's what we all did as kids. Go ahead and do that, Mike. You know. These are bad times to be sick. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe you should just stick a needle in your arm. You'll feel better. Um, <laughs> or chicken soup, you know, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. It's, it's still a free country. But tonight, it's kind of an impromptu episode. Uh, we had some we had some takes we want to get off our chest. So we're going to start with the Rams and Seahawks uh, recap. And then we're going to dive into our thoughts on who should be the coach of the year and MVP so far in the league, as well as look into betting, the betting market and see if there's any value to find there. But uh, we'll go ahead and start with the uh, Rams and Seahawks. Um, Seahawks kept it close throughout. Uh, even when Russell Wilson went out with, with his uh, pinky, which, I mean, I was he, he, he came right back the next play after popping it back in. Yeah, they showed that. They showed that live. That was pretty awesome. Yeah, but eventually he succumbed to the injury, had to miss the game. But Geno Smith, I mean, he played pretty well. So like that, the interception at the end, uh, Lockett just fell down. So that's not even on him. But uh, you know, tough break for the Seahawks. Boo hoo! I could care less. Fuck them. <laughs> they are one and four. Uh, the Rams improved to four and one. Uh, Ian, what what do you guys say about this game? You got you got anything that stuck out to you? Well, this is not an NFC North game, so I can't sit here and say boo-hoo, wah but Seahawks are 2-3, and three, and my favorites for the NFC Championship are 4-1. Fun game, man. Geno Smith, dude, I was literally typing a, a tweet. I was literally tweeting, uh, hell yeah, let's go, Geno Smith. And right before I sent, sent or pressed sent, or send, or tweet, or whatever the hell it is, um... The Rams are celebrating. I'm like, okay, well, that, that sucks. <laughs> but uh, another another uh, NFC West showdown of the super overrated division, as James would call it. Uh, check this out. That. Check this out. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup together, 19 catches, 242 yards. That is ridiculous. Like. Yes. Someone in our league was crying that he drafted Cooper Cup over Amari Cooper after week one. I don't. I believe his name was James. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was that's. Yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know if everyone is. I'm not saying I'm surprised at this, but 19 catches, 242 yards is ridiculous. On the other side, um, the Seahawks. Russell Wilson was having a pretty good game before he got hurt. He did have a pick, but um, Alexander. Alexander Collins was the, the star running back today. Can't say him star, I guess starter, but DK Metcalf, five catches, 98 yards, a couple tutties. Um, I mean, this was just a typical, I mean, there's not like, this isn't like a, like a game of the year contender, but it was a fun Thursday. Finally, a better Thursday night game than last week with the, with the Bengals and, and Jaguars, just because in my opinion, that game was swayed by horrible, terrible calls by the refs, but this was more entertaining, so I don't really have much to say about this. It's 
I still have the Rams as my my NFC North my NFC uh, championship pick. But what do you got? Yeah, it was you know run of the mill typical game from the overrated NFC West. I'm not overly impressed by either squad because no, I'm just kidding. No, the Rams look really good. We saw exactly what their formula was in this game. Like Ramsey made that play in the beginning that allowed the interception to happen. Uh, Goff in the I mean not Goff, Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. Matthew Stafford in the offense uh, took a while to get going, but they eventually pulled away in the end. Um, I do want, like, it, it was a little worrisome that Geno Smith was able to move the ball well against him. Uh, and I mean, if Lockett doesn't fall down on that on that first down play on their final drive, I, maybe it's a different story. I don't know, but it's not. The story is the Rams win by nine. They're four and one. Uh, Seahawks are one and four. Like I said, boo-hoo, went ahead. Two and three, two and three. No, whatever. The same thing. They're, they're, they're losers. <laughs> Dude, what was what was that cornerback doing on, on DK Metcalf's touchdown pass or touchdown catch from Geno Smith? Did you see that? Like, I, did, I, I don't remember, no. I don't know. I, it was Geno, he was covered pretty well, and then Geno threw it to, to uh, DK. And the cornerback, I don't know, he like turned around and stopped, and then DK was like preparing to jump and make some ridiculous catch. And then he's like, oh, wait, the cornerback just is terrible and just caught it right there in the end zone. But I don't know. I had to point that out. That was, I don't know, maybe that hyped up Geno Smith, but it was cool to see Geno Smith come out there and, and, and sling the ball a little bit. Although yeah. he looks weird. He looks weird. He looks, I don't know. He looks weird. I don't know how to explain it. Well, you look weird too, man. Um, Fair well, I'm not in the NFL, so I look a lot weirder than him. A tweet I want to point out from some some, some Twitter account, I forgot who it was. They said, as a former Jets fan, seeing Geno Smith play well and Sam Darnold this year, I just want to say I'm really pissed. Uh, we, we feel for you, random Jets fan. We feel for you, definitely. But uh, that that's uh, that's enough from that game. Um, we're going to get into the uh, topics that we want to get into to, for this episode, uh, that being Coach of the Year and NFL MVP. So I'm gonna bring up, I'm gonna bring up the Coach of the Year odds right now. We got Brandon Staley as the favorite at eight to one, followed by Sean McVay at ten to one, Kingsbury twelve to one, Fangio fourteen to one. That's kind of surprising. Well, no, I guess not. They're three and all three. Uh, Rule sixteen to one, Stefanski sixteen to one, so on and so forth. Uh, actually, I'll, let's see. Gruden sixteen to one, McDermott eighteen to one, and then McCarthy twenty to one. Those that's everyone twenty one or lower. Uh, Ian, who do you who do you see as coach of the year so far in twenty twenty one? Give me Cliff, just because I know you love him. Give me Kingsbury. So, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, you know it's going to go to a coach that of a team that did not make the playoffs last year, and we talked about this pre-show. The Cardinals were supposed to make some run at the end, and they came up short. I believe they finished 8-8 eight and eight and obviously did not make the playoffs. But they're the only undefeated team. If you don't make the playoffs and then you win the NFC West the following year with the Rams being as good as they are, and I know you're upset about your 49ers, but they're still a great team, um, regardless of who starts at quarterback. And then the Se- Seahawks could literally... T- turn their season around and, and win the division. But you go eight and eight, miss the playoffs and, and win this division this year. Give me Cliff to be coach of the year. 
Yeah, like you said, normally it is a coach who missed the playoffs last year. At least that that's what it feels like. Uh, I tried to look up some data on it beforehand. I couldn't couldn't quite find it, but um, I mean, Cliff Kingsbury has everything that you would want to look for in, in the coach of the year candidate so far. His team, his he's the last undefeated team in the league. His quarterback's playing great. They missed the playoffs last year. They're exceeding expectations. I think that's the primary thing for Coach of the Year is if they exceed expectations. And I don't think anyone expected the Cardinals to be leading this division after the first month because just because solely because of the other three teams in the division and a little bit on them. You know, some people had some doubts about Cliff Kingsbury. And then you had uh, some people, including me, doubting uh, Kyler Murray, which looks absolutely stupid right now but um yeah uh kingsbury is a solid pick he's not even the favorite on sportsbook on DraftKings sportsbook anyway so you could argue there's some value there at 12 to 1 uh i would i mean if, if i'm just picking like you know who the coach of the year is so far without looking at any betting odds or anything like not taking account potential value it's i would probably go kingsbury too although you can make a strong case from brandon staley as well like the dude has beaten the uh, the Chiefs. He, he beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Um, they just had an impressive win on Monday night against the Raiders, another, a 3-0 team before the matchup. And um, impressive road win week one against Washington. I mean, they're still kind of iffy, so maybe that doesn't look as good towards the end. But this isn't college. You know, the NFL is objective. You either win or you lose. It's a zero-sum game for these refs, for, for these uh, coaches at least. So... Uh, Staley's three and one. Cliff is four and zero. Oh. Either coach could easily win it. I wouldn't be surprised. If we're looking for some value from the betting market, um, I'm not really seeing anybody I like that is longer than twenty to one. Um, maybe Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy. <laughs> He's forty to one. That'd be <laughs> that'd be hell. You know what? How about my boy Nick Sirianni, fifty to one. Wait, where's 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 my boy Zim? Where where's <laughs> Where's him at? Mike Zimmer is 40 to 1. Him and Matt Nagy have the same odds to win coach of the year. That's because they're both going to be That's because they're both going to be jobless by the bye week. Maybe you should show some respect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm not 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 Nick Sirianni. That was a joke. I think I would go Sean McDermott. You know, 18 to 1. Uh did he win it last year or was it No, Brian that Flores? was No, that was Stefanski. The fansky won it last year. Okay. No, I, I yeah. like your take on. I like I like McDermott. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah, like a week one letdown against Pittsburgh. Uh, since then, they've won two games, like eighty to nothing. <laughs> 90, <laughs> 90, 90 to like nothing. They, up, they have two shutouts. Like you don't post shutouts in today's league. I don't care if it is uh, Jacoby slash Tua and then David Mills. Like it's just it's hard to shut out offenses, and they have two of them so far. Now maybe we're not as uh, excited for this because if these games happen like mid-October or mid-November the sequencing could be playing a part in how impressive the Bills look right now but that said I think McDermott is still a hell of a coach you know they had he had that team a year ahead last year they made it all the way to AFC Championship game uh, got demolished by the Chiefs but that's neither here nor there uh, yeah if, if you're looking for someone who's not who's not in the top three in betting odds uh McDermott at 18 to 1 could provide some value. Maybe you can find a 20 to 1 or longer out there on a on Sean McDermott for coach of the year. What what do you think of that? You got any thoughts? I mean, I like the Bills. I mean, we were we were gonna talk about 
uh, buy low and sell high the other night. We kind of did. We kind of touched a little bit, but I was high on the bills. You know, I I, I know that, um, like you said, they let down. They were let down in week one, and their big wins were against the the Dolphins and Davis Mills, third or fourth string quarterback for the Texans. But I like them, man. Like you can't deny their defense and the way that Sean McDermott has turned his team around from two years ago is just I like I like it. So yeah, I could I could see that. I think these are good picks. Um, if you told me today that McDermott wins it or Kingsbury wins it, I would believe you. Yeah, I mean, any of these guys other than Fangio lower than twenty one wouldn't surprise me. Uh, no, there's I no guess, way Fangio. Wins. Well, you know what? No, no. Stefanski would surprise me because I can't remember the last time we saw back-to-back coach of the year. Okay, that's fair. So yeah. if you're looking to get into this betting market, just cross off Stefanski from your list. I, I don't see that happening at all. And then Matt Rule, that's going to be a kind of tough challenge because, I mean, he'll be alive if they make the playoffs, but I think voters prefer if you win your division. And with Tampa Bay in there, that, that's a tall that's a tough that's a tough ask for the uh well speaking speaking of matt rule speaking of matt rule two weeks in a row he just made a trade for cornerbacks pretty good like pretty good damn cornerbacks too cj henderson and uh stefan gilmore yeah a former defensive player of the year and a fucking first round draft pick like two any and he traded he checked this out he traded for cj henderson he got C.J. Henderson for Dan Arnold, who's been who's on his fifth team in the last four years, and he got Stephon Gilmore for a sixth-round pick. It, so ima- imagine if the intern sent the trade paperwork and he thought he heard him say <laughs> Sam Darnold <laughs> instead of Dan Arnold. <laughs> hey, shout out to the general manager and Matt Rule for making those two trades. You got C.J. Henderson who. I wanted in purple. I wanted him to be a Minnesota Viking. Um, he ends up going to Jacksonville, but now you got traded to the Panthers for Dan Arnold, and then they turn around and get Stephon Gilmore for a six-round. Hey, you win Coach of the Year for that trade. Those two trades, dude. The the Jaguars are the are the team in your fantasy league that everyone tries to trade with because they know <laughs> they can get a good deal. I know. <laughs> like, that's how bad. That's how poorly Jacksonville's going right now. Like, they should be... So, I don't know where I heard this take, but someone said that the NFL should have, like, a a minor league. And every year, the worst team in the NFL gets regulated to the minor league. Mm -hmm. And the top team in the minor league comes and plays in the NFL. It's kind of like how the the soccer does it. Yeah, it's exactly like soccer does. And I think that's a fantastic idea. Because I'm tired of seeing Jacksonville on national television once once a Thursday every year, like... Fucking get out of our life! You, the the franchise is pathetic. But. What do you mean? I love watching the Jets and Jaguars on Thursday night football because <laughs> I have I to mean, watch it because I have to watch it because it's football. I can't not watch it. I guess I guess it's fun seeing Derrick Henry stiff arm Jaguars players for a ninety yard touchdown once a game. <laughs> I mean, other than that, like I don't know. The franchise is sad, but um yeah you know what you said you want to see the henderson in purple uh i was upset when i see carolina trade for two cornerbacks tampa bay signed sherman and the niners have the most injured cornerback room in the league like what are you doing but it takes two to tangle you know yeah it does. Uh, but 
I'm what sure Stephon Gilmore had some type of say in what team he got traded to. Um, I don't know about C.J. Henderson. Maybe the price wasn't right. So I guess you could blame the Niners a little bit for that. And then, I mean, Sherman, I, I really don't think. I, I'm sure they reached out to him. Like, I'm fairly confident they were in talks. Uh, but Sherman just decided, no, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay. And I don't blame him. Yeah, why would, why not? Easy Super Bowl contender this year. Exactly. You you have a very high chance of getting another ring there. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, it takes two to tango. So I'm not too upset that you know the Panthers lose cornerbacks and they acquire more, and the Niners lose cornerbacks and they just say whatever. But uh, whatever. That's a topic for another day. Uh, you got any closing thoughts on the coach of the year market? No. I would, right. I, I would love to see Urban Meyer turn around and <laughs> somehow. No, I'm not going to start that. No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Um, let's go ahead and move to uh, MVP. So because we just had a game between the Rams and the Seahawks, the I cannot find live MVP odds anywhere. So we're going to just go ahead and um, go off the cuff on top of our head, uh, top candidates in our mind. Um, I'll I'll go ahead and start. So I wrote an article about this uh, off last off season regarding like criteria that I found better to look for in MVP MVP candidates. <clears throat> uh, one you already know this, but it's a quarterbacks award. Uh, only since 1986, only like I think seven non quarterbacks have won the award. Something like that. Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're wasting money betting on anyone other than a quarterback to win this award. Uh, so first, they have to be a quarterback. The second, they have to win games. Uh, all of the MVP winners of of the past 36 MVP winners, I want to say I had the exact number, like 19 of them won 12 games. And then uh, a few of them won 11 and 10. So... They got to win a lot of games and they have to play quarterback and then they got to have a lot of touchdown passes. Um, let's see. Let me get this exact number for you. I'm sorry. You're good. I was just looking some things up. While you're at it. So, you know, Adrian Peterson won it in 2012. So he's a, he's a, he's a player that, not a quarterback who won it. Do you know who won it the year that Chris Johnson went crazy over 2,000 yards? Off the what top of your head. 2009. I mean, I know the only two non-quarterbacks to win it in recent years were Adrian Peterson and Sean Alexander. Right. So in 2009, <clears throat> Peyton Manning won it. But let me ask you this. So if the Tennessee Titans make the playoffs that year, that Chris Johnson goes the goes over two thousand, he just carries that team. Does he win MVP? Because they did not win. They did not make the playoffs. I mean, in uh, your in your opinion, I you know I, I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember much about the two thousand nine season. Only that the that was the year the Saints beat the Colts, right? In the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing I remember. Uh, I think actually, I mean. This maybe I have the wrong years, but I do remember looking at that, looking at that, and saying and thinking that Drew Brees got got sniped from the award. Like the dude had everything you were looking for for MVP in that season, and for some reason they just gave it to Peyton Manning. 
So I'm going to say no. I don't think he would have won it, Chris Johnson, that is, because, I mean, while the only two non-quarterbacks to win it did lead the league in rushing, so Johnson would have fit that criteria. Uh, I think Drew Brees was a much stronger candidate than the winner, Payne Manning. So, I mean, maybe some voters are somehow swayed to vote for Drew. I mean, this doesn't make any sense, but I'm just going to say no, because I think Brees was a stronger candidate than Manning. So even if Johnson, uh, Johnson's team made the playoffs, I still don't think he would have overcame either Brees or Manning that year. I've always... That's fine. I've always thought that because it's it's the same argument that I made. Like, okay, well, Chris Johnson was clearly the most valuable player on his team, and he they won all the games they won because of him. And then yeah. you look at baseball this year, Otani. So does he deserve to be MVP without them making the playoffs? Look, I'll I have a fifty-one bet on Otani to win the MVP, but I will say no. He doesn't because, in my opinion, the MVP should be a player on a winning team. That's what my point. So I think I'm not going to say that Chris Johnson probably should have won the MVP that year. This was 2009. It was 11 years ago. But um, I, I think that if you have a fantastic year like that and your team does make the playoffs, you should be in consideration. But um, I don't know. Chris Drew Brees and Peyton Manning both had great years that year. They both went to the Super Bowl, and and Drew Brees won. So, someone that one of those players was making that was winning MVP that year. But uh, it was, this is my argument for for Otani this year too. Otani's been crazy. He's uh, a great pitcher. Obviously, stats are crazy pitching, and um, as a batter, I think he hit like forty something home runs, 40, 45 or forty six. So. He should not win the MVP because his team did not make the playoffs. Yeah, you know what? I'm actually going to, like, uh, change my mind on the fly. Because I, okay. I was just about to say, yeah, if I was a voter, I, I don't think I could vote for Otani over Guerrero. But just thinking that, I I don't know. The dude has a <laughs> he has a three ERA and, and uh, the no. league in home runs at one point and strikeouts. Like... I mean, it, it's not his fault. His team is a loser, clearly. <laughs> That's my point. Is it okay? And obviously, this is a football podcast, but is it okay for you to have a crazy season like that, regardless of the sport, whether it be basketball or NBA, MLB, NFL? Is it okay that you win MVP uh, and your team sucks? Or your team doesn't suck, but your team doesn't make the playoffs? Chris Johnson was by far the best player in 2009 it was embarrassing go watch the highlights he ran for over 2,000 yards and it was just terrible he was just um embarrassing dudes and i remember i was a young i think i was a senior in high school or just graduated when this happened and saying that he should be mvp but and i, I will stick to that argument you should i personally think that you should be able to win mvp if your team does not make the playoffs, but you are just ridiculous, Otani should be allowed. Now, there's been quin- there's been uh, instances in the past where it hasn't happened. So I think that so th- I just wanted to know your opinion on this because it is a quarterback award, so it doesn't matter. Adrian Peterson winning in 2012 is an anomaly, you know. Sean Alexander winning it in 20, you know, whatever 2007 or whatever it was. It just doesn't happen very often. 
because all these running backs who have crazy years like this or other players have crazy years like this, their teams don't make the playoffs. So. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. Like, it's it's the same logic I used uh, 15 years ago when, uh, when Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, was averaging 35 points a game, but the Lakers were barely above 500. And they like, gave it was, to... Uh, I don't uh, Steve Nash Steve Nash, Nash was a yeah. Nash was a perennial MVP award winner back then but uh, I mean <laughs> I, I was a I, I was um, I was a Laker homer right so of course I'm a think Kobe's gonna win the MVP but I think there is a valid point to that like the dude was clearly the best scorer in the league and like without him the Lakers would have been like a 20 win team you know so uh, I, yeah no I, I do think if you have just an insane off the charts year you should be in consideration for MVP because um, you're doing things presumably that very few players in the history of the game have done, and that deserves some recognition. But uh, I found I found the exact stats I was looking for. So since 1986, 36 players have won an MVP award. Some are co-MVPs. Of those 36, only seven of them have had their team fail to win 12 games. Uh, three of those seven, the team won 11 games. And then another three, their team won 10 games. So only one winner of the 36 had nine wins. And only one player in the 10 or fewer win group was a quarterback. So in other words, uh, quarter- quarterbacks who win a lot of games are pretty good favorites for the MVP award. Uh, the next stat I found was um, each quarterback who won the award since 1986 finished in three categories passing yards passing touchdowns and completion percentage they finished in the i want to say top three top three or two in those um of the 27 quarterbacks who won the awards in 1986 13 of them led the league in touchdown passes and six more finished in second so the most important thing you want to look for is a touchdown passes so Quarterbacks who are going to win a lot of games and throw a lot of touchdowns. It's pretty simple. And then I don't have any data to back this up, but I I think you have to have some type of narrative behind you. Like, I was big on Russell Wilson last year to win the award because the narrative formed that. I mean, it's not really narrative. It was fact. He had never received the MVP vote, and he's a hell of a quarterback, so I thought voters would sympathize with him for that. Uh, looked like they were going to the first half of the year, and then he just stopped playing good. <laughs> second half of the year so that that kind of upset me but um if we go by that criteria for this year uh wins touchdown passes and narrative um i mean i think stafford rises right to the top for me Uh, he's second in the league in touchdown passes uh touchdown percentage is 8.1 which is uh fifth in the league and of course his team is now four and one oh by the way the touchdown passes are not including this Thursday night game. So even before then, he was second to Mahomes in touchdown passes in the league. Now, uh, I'm pretty sure Kyler Murray is the favorite for the award. And I, I get it. You know, he, he has nine touchdown passes, just two less than Stafford. Uh, touchdown percentage isn't great. But if we go to um, rushing yards, which I think I can do on this, on this uh, table right here, but... It's a, it's a pretty good bet he's top three in rushing yards of quarterbacks. And that, that's important because um, that just means he contributes more to the offense than most other average quarterbacks do. So 
I understand Kyler being the favorite. He he is the Arizona Cardinals offense. Like if you lose him, they're done. So, and I mean that's being able to say that sentence for a guy is pretty much what I think an MVP should be able to be said about him. So I understand Kyler being the favorite for the award, but the betting market also agrees. If you're looking for value, I can't see the odds right now. But if you can get Matthew Stafford at at this point, like twelve to one, maybe. Uh, I think that's that's worth a bet in my opinion. But if I had to pick one right now, it'd be Kyler Murray because he's four and zero. He is the Arizona Cardinals offense. But um, a very close second for me would be Matthew Stafford. Yeah, so I agree with. Sorry, first of all, I'm gonna. Okay, my pick is 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 Kyler Murray. I started the season with Josh Allen. Kyler Murray is outstanding. Matt Stafford is definitely number two. Anyway, we're moving on. I have Kyler. Um, what is what are Derrick Henry's odds right now? Well, like I said, I don't have. I, they don't have MVP odds of right now because. Uh, okay. Well, so let me. Well, but Henry is probably in like the twenty to one range. So just because he's a running back. This is another season where I think that we're gonna have to look at this. Like I, it's it's a quarterback of the year award. Come on now, it's a quarterback of the year, and then every, you know seven eight years you give it to a running back something like that um it's about that time it's about that time it's about, been nine years since since adrian peterson won it derrick henry is the only reason that that um tennessee has wins he's leading the league in rushing yards by far it's ridiculous how far uh, how it year after the last three years it's just unfair how dominating he's been so i think that uh as you said, uh, the obvious favor, the clear favor is Kyler Murray, but I would like to see us take a look, a deeper look at how the season ends with, because somebody has to win that division, right? Somebody has to win the AFC South. And allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, somebody has to win it, whether their records. You can just say the other three teams. Uh, we can just say the the dude who finishes first lost less than yeah. the other three teams because what are their what are their combined records four and twelve four or and twelve four and twelve yeah so somebody has to win that division and they're that team is going to be the Tennessee Titans and that team is going to win because of Derrick Henry so um, as much as I, I I agree that it's definitely Kyler and then everybody else Derrick Henry definitely has to take get another look. Yeah, I'll agree with you. He deserves consideration, but he's not going to get any. Because the time they're going to win, like, what, nine games? If that. Like, a running back on a nine-win team versus a quarterback on a 13-win team, it's just, it's, it's not going to stack up at all. No, it's not. But I hear your point, and I, I agree with it, actually. Like, he, uh, he's a hell of a player. He deserves some consideration. Uh, if you want to... So, my boy, Justin Herbert, uh, he is... Nine touchdown passes, same amount as Kyler Murray. Um, let's just keep that buzz going because I would love to cash this bet I have on him. <laughs> so J- Justin Herbert, I think, deserves some consideration. But if you just sort by a touch, uh, who leads the league in touchdown passes, and if you told me to pick the winner from there, like uh, Patrick Mahomes, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen. 
what that name? Seven guys right there. Any one of them, I wouldn't be surprised if they won the award. And I think all of them would be pretty deserving of it. So like, it's gonna like Murray's the favorite right now, but it's only it's only October. So much can change. So I would not bet on Murray right now to win it. Uh, maybe that'll come back to bite me in the ass, and we'll be looking back like, oh my god, he was eight to one at one point. He's gonna close the season as minus one fifty. You know, like that could happen. But I gave you seven other candidates who I think are legitimate candidates to win it. Uh, I, I don't think you can take eight to one on a season long bet for Kyler Murray. I like that. I like that pick on Justin Herbert. I think it'd be awesome. As, as a as a player, they probably have, and it's gonna be really obvious. I'm gonna sound stupid, but has a has a player ever won Rookie of the Year and then won MVP the next year? I have no idea. <laughs> that's I mean, a good bar. Cool. That's a good bar trivia question right there. That'd be cool. I would I would like to see that. I think everybody yeah. would. I like. No one dislikes Justin Herbert. Maybe Raider fans, but. Yeah, Mike hates him. I don't like him, hates him, but Mike's not here. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? I'd be a little surprised if Mahomes won it, just because, like Mike said in our chat, uh, Mahomes is probably getting to the level that Jordan got back in the day, where you knew he was the MVP, but you're not going to vote for him because it's just so obvious, you know, that kind of thing. You just let other people have it, sort of, which is like a lot much of the same that lebron has been his whole career like if you vote lebron mvp in any year you're justified in doing so but people don't just because it'd be so easy and obvious and i yeah. guess they feel like they should make it a, <laughs> I've said a it. lifelong achievement award or something <laughs> i've said it for years man lebron should be mvp every year maybe not in the last few years but you know from 20 i don't know 2011, 2012 to, to 2018, LeBron should have been MVP. Yeah. Hey, you know what? God bless baseball. They, they have no shame in it. Mike Trout is like an eight-time MVP or something. So, props best to them. They, they, get, they get one thing right as best, far as best MVP play, hey, goes. Best, play, best player of all time, right? Best player of all time in baseball. MVP, like, countless times. Never played in the postseason. Uh, that is so like oh my god so i hate the angels because of that like well i hate fucking that's, shit together. that's my point that's my point why can't nfl players win mvp if their teams don't don't win 12 games it, it's just a different sport Be, probably because there's so few games you know there's 17. it's different to though. It's 162 different. in baseball i you know the, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just going to make a case for Trout winning it this year. <laughs> it uh, he hasn't okay. played since May. <laughs> Stop it. He has like, he has, he's played like 20 games. You know what I'm saying, though, man. Like, I'm just, <laughs> it is what it is. Well, whatever. Whatever. I love yeah, ba- yeah. baseball. Baseball's got it right with that. Yeah, with one thing. You know, good for them. Although, you know what? There's you very serious? few. You're a Dodger fan. What do you mean? After last night, you should be all, you should be happy, smiles, everything. Chris, oh, I, or Chris I'm fucking, Taylor. I'm fucking stoked, dude. That that was a hell of a game. That was, if you asked me to describe a playoff baseball game, I would just tell you to watch that one last night. Like, that was quintessential playoff baseball in a nutshell. It was beautiful to watch. It would have been, it would have been a movie ending. They would have to make a movie out of it if Albert Pujols hits the home run. Oh, my God. 
Dude, I played him in DraftKings Showdown hoping for that. I was so hyped when the ball flew off the bat. I know. Oh my I, god, this is gonna happen. <laughs> I know. I like stood up. I was like, holy shit. But anyway, <laughs> this is a football podcast. I could talk baseball too. Allegedly. Back to it. Back to it. So I take we both take Kyler. We t- both take Matt Stafford as number two. I want to make a case at the end of the season for Derrick Henry, depending on how many games they win. Unless it's like the NFC East last year where the winner is below 500. So, Yeah. Um, right now, I think it's Kyler's a favorite, but it's a long season. It's going to be a long race. Don't put all your chips in one basket just yet because we haven't heard the end from Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady. All these guys well, they win it. If they're, if they're holding the award in January, whatever the fuck they announce it, I'm not going to be surprised. Well, you know Dak Prescott's comeback player of the year. It's just like 2012 when when uh, Peyton Manning came back from his neck injury and and it was like him or Adrian Peterson who's going to be MVP or who's going to be comeback player of the year. One of them had to win MVP. They gave it to AP and they gave Peyton Manning comeback player of the year. It's going to be the same thing. They're going to give Kyler Murray... MVP, and they're going to give Dak Prescott comeback player of the year. And nobody's even going to come close to Dak Prescott for comeback player of the year. I don't I don't know who else is in contention. Before the season started, I believe that it was like, who was it? It was Dak Prescott, Daniil Hunter, the Vikings. There was another player, too. Do you remember? Yeah. Odell Beckham. I think Odell was in there. Odell. I got the odds right here. I can get them. But uh, I do know that... Um, as I click on them, Dak Prescott is a minus 175 favorite. And uh, the next two guys are Joe Burrow, 8-1, to one, Sam Darnold, 8-1. to one. Oh, oh that's obviously, duh. It was Burrow. Uh, it was Burrow, yeah, Burrow, yeah. Burrow and Darnold, those are pretty good candidates. And then I knew Winston got some buzz. He's 18-1 to right now, the, uh, the fourth shortest favorite. So How does he qualify for comeback player of the year? Uh, he didn't. I don't think he played last year. He was on the bench. Yeah, but that doesn't qualify. Whatever. Well, you know what? Tannehill won it last year, and the only thing he came back from was sucking. No, so. no he didn't win it last year. No, I'm sorry, two years ago. Rand oh. Tannehill won the award two years ago, and the only thing he did the year before that was suck. So, I'm sure he tore an ACL. He tore like eight, eight ACLs. No, he, just, he was just bad. <laughs> he, didn't, <laughs> he didn't play. I mean, he oh. played, and he was bad. He didn't... I'm, I'm fairly sure he didn't hurt anything. He just... Because I remember, like, what? Tannehill's going to win it? What did he, he come back from? Sucking? Well, you know, t- Tannehill tore an ACL every year. Or tore uh, something. He was like Sam Bradford. I don't he think he did something. anything. Well, it, I, I mean, I, I believe you. It just it wouldn't surprise me if he did. Comeback player of the year to me is somebody who got hurt. Not somebody who sat on the fucking bench. I don't care if Jameis Winston sat behind Drew Brees. Everyone's just behind Drew Brees. Yeah, I mean that—that's another thing. Like the the award is very like subjective. You yeah. Know? So Peyton um, Manning won it when he after he came back from neck surgery. You know that's that's understandable. Yeah. Yeah. And then Alex Smith was the easiest one. I mean, last it, year. like you like you said like you said pre-show, all he had to do was play one snap, and he and he won comeback player yeah. of the year. Hey, shout out to Alex Smith. I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying. Yeah. All he had to do was play one one snap. Um, but I want to touch on something you said about Dak Prescott. Uh, right now, he's minus 175 <clears throat> to win the award. 
if the sentiment is this strong about him early this early in the year, all he has to do is avoid injury and he should run away with this award. I wouldn't be surprised if he closes as like a minus 450 favorite at the end of the year or even higher than that, like minus 800. So if you believe that Dak Prescott has his award secured, I think there's still value in minus 175. Now that means like you're not going to get as good of a payout on your bet, obviously, because the juice is pretty high. But if it closes greater than that, then you made a profitable bet. So if that's if that's what you're in the business of doing is making profitable bets and you have enough money to lay that kind of to lay those kind of odds for a long season, then Dak minus one seventy five comeback player of the year is worth a bet, in my opinion. Um, I, I got some names right here. OJ Howard, fifty to one to win comeback player of the year. The dudes play like thirteen snaps. Dude, I a year after year, you're <laughs> always talking about OJ Howard. I swear to God. No, I. I <laughs> At this point, I don't even. Year. It's like a man crush, dude. <laughs> no, two years. No, okay, so two years ago, he absolutely broke my heart, and I abandoned him. I didn't. I don't think I mentioned him at all last year. You almost I, kept I, him. You almost I, kept him in our keeper league. No, I didn't. <laughs> Why are you lying to the people? I have a. I have. <laughs> Instead, you took Miles Sanders over Alvin Kamara. Dude, my keepers should have been Miles Sanders and OJ Howard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can we can talk about the Sanders over Kamara thing some other time. I I like to explain my logic and then let you guys just completely bash me for that. But um, it, it worked out. Oh yeah, definitely worked out. I'm, <laughs> fuck, I'm a fucking loser. <laughs> I had like the worst team in our league last year, but no one cares about my fantasy team. Um, our boy Jimmy Garoppolo, twenty-five to one comeback player of the year, he, and he's about to be benched. So, I guess my point is like these markets are pretty soft. You can easily like fish out value if you just shop around. Well, um, I was I was gonna be <clears throat> I was gonna be a homer and and wanted to talk about putting some money down on Daniel Hunter, but I just don't think that there's any point in it. I don't think that. This is it. like, what do you win if you do that? You don't win shit because you win twenty five times your money. He's twenty five to one on draft. No, I'm saying team. it doesn't matter because Dak Prescott's going to run away with this award, barring oh, an injury. barring an injury, he's going to run away with it. I see what you're saying. Uh, I I saw actually saw so I'll I'll hit on this right now. We all three of us think the defensive player of the year favorites are Miles Garrett and um, Trayvon Diggs. And Miles Garrett is the uh, favorite right now, plus 350. But Trayvon Diggs is 17 to 1 behind Joey Bosa, Aaron Donald, and TJ Watt. Uh, I think Am that's I, worth I think that's worth a bet, to be honest. 17 to 1. That's surprising. I, I thought that Diggs would be favored, but hey, Miles Garrett's Miles Garrett's nasty, man. Yeah, so. like I don't I don't see I don't see how I don't see what the case is for TJ Watt. Like you're <clears> just gonna go with pure defensive talent. Aaron Donald hasn't beat. Um, he's not on a good defense like the Steelers are average at best, and they're a bad team. So like, TJ watches TJ watches dead money there. Uh, Miles Garrett is the easy favorite in my opinion, but Trayvon Diggs should be the second in my in my opinion. Like in seventeen to one, that that's pretty good value. And we can we'll we'll talk about more we'll talk more about that tomorrow with Mike because he had some some thoughts on this market as well. <clears throat> yeah, I. Yeah, let's wait for him. I, 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 it does kind of surprise me that, that Diggs is not number one, but whatever. 
Yeah. All right, buddy. Uh, you got any closing thoughts for the people? Anything you want to add? No. Uh, please, please, please like and follow us on Facebook at um, unbiased.football.talk. Please follow us. I appreciate everyone who's listened to us so far. Um, if you have any suggestions or anything you guys want us to cover, we'll, we'll answer fan questions, anything. Um, please let us know. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening again. Keep it up. We're doing great. Keep it up. Hell yeah. Uh, and let's, um, if you guys, like Ian said, thank you for listening. Uh, rate and review. Subscribe to the podcast. If you leave a comment, in the rating section of uh, of Apple iTunes or a question, we'll read it on the pod and we'll, we'll address it right here. So yes, and last thing, Mike, get yourself some soup, man. We'll see you tomorrow. Feel better. That's all I got. Yeah, get some soup in the shop. Uh, go Niners. <laughs> <laughs> Skull. Mm-hmm.